my god, that sucks. <laughs> I love it. Dude, Sabo, what's up? What's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Nice little workout, cold ice bath. You know. Yeah, how you feeling? Gun. Good, good. Walked up the stairs, was hurting a little bit, but you know. Legs are back. sore already? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that was, um, <laughs> wasn't your first cold plunge? Was not. Was your first cold plunge when you did mine the other day? No, I did a few cold plunges when I played basketball in high school, but you know, it was a while ago. And uh was that just like big like trough with ice in it? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And like the big tubes. Because athletes have been on cold plunge. It's not like it's not new to athletes. Like like college athletes, like some I mean you said you did it in high school. Mm-hmm. High schools, yeah. I know like college and professional athletes have been doing cold plunges forever. Yeah, I know. It's something that they just have to do. Especially with all the body breakdown that you get playing sports, you know, you have to do something like that to recover quicker. That helped you in high school? Yeah, somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> but today the legs are sore. Yeah, feeling all right. I'm feeling it. That thing's sure. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, for The sure. monkey foot. What's the sled thing called? I don't know. That's different. I just call it a, just call it a sled, call it a tank. Sweet. Joey calls it Santa Claus. Okay. <laughs> Santa's <laughs> sleigh. <laughs> Gotta deliver the present somehow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what we've been saying. That's what I was saying with Joey. I was just like, dude, it's like we got a presence to the whole world. Like, <laughs> let's move it. Yeah. Shit's yeah. crazy. Gotta drop them off. It's hard. That sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, the first two were, you know, super easy. And then the third one, you're just grinding. Yeah. Gotta anybody, <laughs> any, anybody who hasn't done that yet, like, I just want everybody to come come do it with me yeah if you haven't yet you have to now so it's fun i know well it sucks i mean it is what it is gotta do hard things but (laughs) i love it i love it that's right (laughs) um but yeah dude yeah that's the idea the idea i mean and and like like undoubtedly for me at least when i do i could have like a weird morning i could sleep bad i could like drink the night before if I do the sled, I work out, and I cold plunge, and I drink that smoothie. Yeah. I feel great. Yeah, I can agree with that. Like, mentally, like, it doesn't matter. I just, it's like, boop. Yep. It's back. <laughs> cold switch. <laughs> you agree? Yeah, I like that. I mean, just makes your, your mind fresher, and the cold plunge just opens up a lot of things. You get out feeling good. Like, you didn't even work out, but you worked out, so... I like it. Yeah, that's great. Um, but dude, so going into sap for anybody that's not um like on our team or in or in door to door in general, going into year four. Four. Yeah. Wow. How yeah. does that feel? Feels good, man. I love it. I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of like minded people and that's helps me elevate, so I'm down. Let's run it. <laughs> year four. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I know. That's like that's like a parent <laughs> and their their kid turns like twelve or something and they're like, Oh my god. Yeah. It's I feel deal. like it's crazy that you're going into year four already. I know. Um it'd be year six for me. Um year four. So what have uh 
you 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 happy you got into this? Yeah, mess? it's been life changing. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, life changing for sure. Helped me find a path, and uh, I didn't really have like a finalized plat- path. And you know, something like this gave me an idea of what I wanted, and I just chased it every every day, every month, every year, every summer, and I'm gonna keep doing it. So, yeah, dude, you've got you've got a lot of good stuff cooking for sure in, in 2024. Yeah, big year. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Um, but I wanna I wanna take it back though, just so for people that don't know you. For sure. So you. I mean, you you tell me, but like, I want to like, I, I'm just curious because I I like know this stuff for the most part, but I don't know like all the details, and we don't talk about like every detail. But um, I just think you're you're a unique guy. I think you come from like a unique situation, and I think it's what's like formed your really positive and energetic like presence and I think that's just been so helpful for for your career here mm-hmm. I know with your relationships and life and friendships and everything too just in general but I feel like it's definitely helped with with Aptive and for kind sure. of like how you show up on a day-to-day basis so I feel like it'd be cool for others to kind of get a um a run through of like what's what's shaped you but um so you aren't you you were or were not born here in Wilmington. No, I was not. I was You're born in Scottsdale, Arizona. In Arizona, right. yeah. I moved here when I was about sixteen months old. Uh, okay. Mom moved here for a domestic violence situation. Uh, okay. Came here with nothing, and I've seen her, you know, grind from nothing to something and keep hitting her goals every year. As I grow up, uh, working forty, sixty hours a week, and you know, it's just motivating to see a mom that you know, came from nothing, grind, and, and want something. So obviously that's played a big role um, in my life, just seeing somebody firsthand, just going through it all, getting up when she's tired, you know, getting up when she's sick, you know, just going through it because she had to. So <clears throat> I think seeing that growing up is like, hey, that's what I need to do, and how can I do that at a high level? So um, my father figures and mentors um, – were my basketball coaches, the people around me I wanted to be like. Um, and I learned from everyone. So anytime I get a new conversation, it's good to take in and, and see what I can learn from it instead of taking it as a regular conversation because, you know, the more knowledge you have, the better person you are. So um, it's definitely played a big role um, in my life and helped me do well at this because, you know, we're grinding for eight months to go perform our best for four months, you know. So um, I just think that, you know, if you do the right things in the off season and the summer rolls around, you just consistent grind and just get through it. So nice. So your your mom is here, um, grinding single parent. You know, through thick and thin, she comes from like a really a shit situation. It sounds like yeah, over there comes here to kind of change things up, better life. She's grinding. You grow up here in Wilmington. And you were here from 16 months on. Yep. Okay. Then, you you know, you go to high school here playing basketball. Were you playing basketball, like, all throughout middle school and stuff, too? Yeah, or? great question. So I played, like, soccer, football, basketball. So I had a lot of friends from different sports. And um, sixth grade, I had a basketball coach. Shout out Coach White if you're seeing this. But he um, – yeah, Try to make sure this is just right and kind of right in front of you just so you know it's a little bit louder. Yeah. Sweet. Well, shout out Coach White if you're seeing this. But <laughs> – um, Coach White changed my life like 100%. So 
every morning for my sixth grade summer, he would wake up at 6.30. And um, this is when a lot of my friends would stay at the house. We'd all sleep in like the living room and hang out the night before. Um, he would come bang on the door and say, everybody get up. You know, he couldn't get in. But um, every day I committed to being there at the gym with him. And uh, that's kind of something that's impacted me in a lot of ways because, you know, my basketball coaches were my father figures. And if he's at the door at my house, like I can't just not open it. You know, obviously I want to sleep in, but um, he did it for literally like the whole summer. And I was up at 6.30, 7, you know, going straight to the gym. Um, some days we would ride, some days we would walk. And uh, once we got to the gym, we just focused on each thing like day by day and I progressively got better. So seventh grade, I decided to try out for a basketball team, made the basketball team, f figured I was getting better and I liked it. So from there on, I just kept going. So this dude, this dude, Coach White, was the basketball coach for yep. the middle school. No, he wasn't. He was more so of just uh, like a football coach, basketball coach, and uh, we were, he was my AAU basketball coach at the time. So he was so. your AAU coach. Yeah. Lived by you. Yeah. And would come and wake you up every yeah. summer morning. Every morning. So that, well, you weren't even going to try out for the middle school basketball team because you were like doing other sports? Well, yeah. So sixth graders at the time were, weren't allowed to play and uh, it was only seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. So. That, was, that was the same for us. Yeah. Um, okay. So then you try out for basketball in seventh grade. I'm guessing those workouts helped. Yeah, definitely made the team seventh grade year. Um, then eighth grade, I transitioned to a new middle school okay. uh, across town, and then it was Rolling Grice. And uh, after that, I knew I wanted to go to the high school nearby. Went to the high school, did well at the high school, and then just transitioned into college. So when did, did you start sophomore year? Mm -hmm. You started varsity? Yeah, started okay. varsity sophomore year. That's impressive. That's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basketball was obviously, like, your life. Yep. For that a long was, time. That was your life. Had to hang up the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you make more money with pest control than you were going to with basketball. Definitely. <laughs> um, so then you go from there to CCCC. Yep. Central Carolina Community College. Yep. You're on it. That's JUCO. JUCO. And you were playing there for... You're playing but, there for what a year before I knew you, or yep. okay, for a year, and then after my first year of school playing basketball, I decided to commit to a summer and just bet on myself, and it was probably one of the best bets I've ever placed. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and that was that was a summer. So that was a summer in between, like your freshman and sophomore year at CCCC. Yeah, correct. Okay, and then. Yeah, you came out rookie year and and did really well. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of stories from rookie <laughs> year that are funny. For sure. Um cuz you know, you'll you'll tell anybody not not the most gifted, you know, sales communicator Definitely of all not. time off rip, right? Definitely that, wasn't. That wasn't like you you didn't step out with all the talent in the world. No. Did right? not. Um but you know, I think that you had the the heart and the personality. That's an attitude. I think that's what crushed it. But what, why do you think that you did well rookie year? By the way, rookie year stats, right? You sold for eleven weeks. Eleven weeks. Did one hundred and eighty accounts. 
203. Oh, 203. And okay. At that time, yeah, I'm my trying revenue. i you short here. <laughs> my revenue was um, 120, and my ACV was like really, really low. So had to put up a lot of accounts to get a good uh, good contract. Yeah, they what, 650 or something like that? Six, yeah. 650? Yep. So 120K in 11 weeks, which is. No, it's still good. Yeah, and That's, I had the boot on my foot on a scooter for like three weeks, four weeks of it. Yeah, so. again, there's a lot of there's a lot of places we could go with your rookie year. <laughs> but I think I think the coolest thing from what I saw as as your team leader, um, coolest thing that I saw was, hey, there's this kid that's stepping out like literally like speaking ebonics, <laughs> like slang, right? Like, not sales talk, not even, like, speaking proper. Like, you're stepping out. That's how you start the summer. And then, you know, really day one on your own, we're out there knocking with you, and you just figure it out. You get a sale pretty quick, mm-hmm. right? And I guess that's when, like, I finally occurred to me and Jack that was like, oh, this kid, hey, he's going to figure it out. Like, yeah. he's good. He's got it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the smile and the personality <laughs> and the attitude. For sure. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you're you're consistent. All summer, and then yeah, we get to the last three weeks. You got mm-hmm. the boot on. Yep, that wasn't easy, was it? It's not easy. Had to work a lot harder than everybody else, but made it happen. Yeah, if I recall correctly, there was a there was a moment, some some dark moments mentally where you thought about not finishing. Dude, Rob, you saved my life a few times, and <laughs> that was one of them. So. Yeah, I mean, the boot, I mean, going up hills and, you know, sometimes the, the hills aren't very, you know, paved in the right way with potholes and stuff. And I'm over here pushing on a scooter just to get it told yes or no. And, you know, in the sales. A knee, a knee scooter, not like yeah. this is in a Razor scooter. Sabo's <laughs> in a real boot and he's on a knee pushing a, like a medical orthopedic whatever scooter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, if we're if you're walking out there, you're you're walking like seven miles a day, you know, around yeah, there. At least. Yeah, and then just trying to scooter seven miles a day, you know, is a lot harder, more difficult. And um if you talk to fifty people and you sell five, you know, that's forty five people that told you no. So there's stretches where you can go like fifteen, twenty people that tell you no back to back. And if you're on a hill on a scooter, it's a challenge. On so, a hill, on a scooter. On a scooter. It's, get told it's 4 p.m. <laughs> in St. Louis, and it's hot yep. as shit. Yep. You're getting 20 no's in a row. You scooter up a long uphill driveway with potholes. You almost fall in the middle of it. And then you get up there, and they scream in your face, and know right when you get to the door. Yep. All right, so that's probably one of the moments where you would reach out to me and say, like, dude, I don't know if I can do this and finish. And Robbie, like, man, everybody's telling me no. What do I do? Give me something new. Just keep knocking. All right, sweet. It's the answer I knew you were going to say. Let's just do it. Just right. go out there and perform. All right. No, but dude, I knew that, yeah, I knew that it was going to be worth it for you. Like, you were so close. Like, like we were so close. For sure. Right? And, like, if you ask yourself, like, knocking on a scooter sucks, but... Like, can you do it for three weeks? Like, I think that's an important question. Like, Mm -hmm. is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to suck? Yeah, probably. But, like, can you do it, right? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes and the outcome is worth it, yeah, then, you know, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. No matter what. Yep. 
But that was some, that was some dog shit. Yeah, that was I had to get through it. I'm yeah. glad I did. Mad respect. I fought back. Mad respect. <laughs> um, and then you know. You you recruit that that second you know first off season going into year two. Yeah, you know, you're playing basketball and then you're and then you're deciding to hang up the shoes. Yeah, so a little story behind that, just so more people know about it. But um, I went for the summer, missed basketball workouts, betting on myself to sell pest control. Um, a lot of people thought I was crazy. Um, financially, it made a lot more sense going into year two than you know, making close to what basketball coaches are making. So I was, like, super pumped about the job. Um, went back, played all the way through preseason, got ready for the season. And um, obviously, Aptiv flew me to Utah during a, a scrimmage game. So I was like, you know, I really want to be there. It's a perfect networking opportunity. You know, they're flying me out here. So, like, it's yeah, going to be is, sweet. This is, by the way, this is, like, the welcome home event we always go check out our headquarters, our corporate headquarters in Utah. It's usually in October, right after, like, a knocking season. So yeah. our college guys are usually in school. They have to take, like, a long weekend and maybe miss a couple of days of classes. But you had a scrimmage game. Yeah, I had to start the first scrimmage game of the year. Um, and, you know, that's usually where you show coaches, like, you know, you're ready, you know, what you can do, where you can impact the game. And I missed that game. And um, I was only supposed to be there for two days in Utah and fly back on a Sunday, get to practice on Monday. And I missed my flight Sunday night back. And I just told my coach, I'm missing a scrimmage and a practice. Um, Monday, I, I try to redirect my flights to get there as quick as I can. Um, I ended up staying at the airport for like five more hours, leaving at like two o'clock in the morning. Flying to Charlotte instead of Raleigh. Um, had to get picked up in Charlotte to drive all the way to Raleigh um, just to make it in practice for like 45 minutes before practice. Now, I had a great practice. Like, th I don't think that was the turning point. I think the the turning point was when I missed my flight. And I'm just like, hey, like, I just went to an awesome welcome home event. Like, this is, a, this is awesome. Like, then I'm going back to the middle of nowhere where the school is super small. You know, I'm just going to get an education, basketball, something that I just missed for a whole summer. So um, then and there, I just knew that, like, hey, I can build something here with Aptive, and I can also go to school and finish my degree and be something that I want to be. And uh, as soon as I seen that vision, I took off. I just started bringing in guys that I think that could, you know, do the same thing I did, just give them the same opportunity I had because, you know, this was life changing for me. So I know if I could provide that for someone else, then, you know, I'm winning here too. Yeah. So that's when you hang up the, the basketball shoes Yeah. and you're like, I'm about to, I'm about to run this up. Let me make a career with pest yeah, control. For sure. All right. So you recruit pretty well. You find Scotty and recruit yeah. him. That was a big find. Dude, he's a beast, man. He stud. works hard. Stud. Yeah. Stud. He's one of the he's one of the best that we have for yeah. sure. Glad I can have him by my side. Shout out Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Love working with Scotty. Um but yeah, Scotty Scotty crushes it. You have a few guys. Scotty recruits a couple. You have a couple other guys outside of him. Mm -hmm. Year two is always a learning experience for sure. for sure. We led together in Long Island. Yep. Um, you know, when I think back on, when I think back on Long Island, I think it, it feels like Bush League to me, mm -hmm. even though like we were doing our best, like we, you know, I think we, I think we were crushing it for like what we were doing. 
Yeah. But I don't know about you, but when I think back on it, I'm like, we're like doing such bigger things now than yeah. what we were there. I mean, that's how it should be. If you're not having that like mental look back, like you're not doing it right. If you can look and see how far you came, then you're doing something right. And if you if you can't look back and see how far you came, then you're just not in the right uh, field. So yeah, I think with this, it's it's super easy to see how far you came. You know, just because you can see progress. No matter if you did the same numbers, you can just see how much you developed. Um, fighting adversity out there is hard, and just getting through three summers of adversity and you know a lot of hard stuff just right in your face that just tells you you can't do something and you just keep overcoming that for 120 days in a row you know that's just life-changing for yourself you know you develop into a different person different human being and you know three summers in a row that's 360 days so for a year I got told no like 45 times a day and um you know that just helps you level up so I think that's awesome yeah, it's one of the reasons we do it. Yeah. So year so so year two, just if anyone doesn't know, Sabo went out there um with how many people did you start with? Like a, a six, seven, uh, it eight. was it was ten. 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 Ten start. We had a few drop off right away. Yeah, ten start and six finish. Yep. That sounds right. Okay. And you guys do I don't remember what your rev or I think it was five fifty as a group. And um, personal revenue did 150k. Okay, so level up the personal a little bit. Yep. You have a group you're leading for the first time. For sure. You're you're being a great example. You're showing up with good energy no matter what. Yep. Um, and that's that's big. Um, you know, you go from making what 25 to 75 ish. Yep. Right yeah. around those numbers. Yeah, and you were what, 19, 20. Uh, it was transition yeah, 20. 20. 20. So a 20 year old steps out, makes 75 grand. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs. I know it can feel like that. You know, this is well deserved because there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, For sure. you know, people that look on the outside see us talking about some of the money that you can make and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. Dude, it's like there's a lot that goes into it. For sure. But you make 75 grand as a 20 year old. Going into year three, this was this past summer. For sure. Right. Yeah. You grow big from 10 to starting how many? Uh, 23 starts. 23 start. Yeah. One big team. Yep. The mansion in yeah. Alexandria. Bravo. Shout out Bravo. A lot That's of right. shout outs today. That's right. So now your 2022 season, we're in Alexandria. Sorry, 2023 20. season. Uh, we're in Alexandria. You're in a mansion with the, the, the big Airbnb. Yeah, with Bravo, Scotty, and y'all's recruits. Um, talk about year three a little bit. Yeah, year three, man, it was a learning curve. You know, I didn't have my leaders by my side. I just had the leaders that I've started with. So, for example, Jay, Ryan, Max, Scotty. Um, there's five of us out there, you know, planning to do a million dollars in revenue. And it's just like, how, what does it take, and let's do it. And um, as soon as we broke down the how and, like, what would it take, um, everything started just like playing out just a little bit, step by step, day by day. Um, so then we just executed our plan. And like, as soon as we started executing our plan, we seen things that we liked. And uh, we're just like, hey, if we can just keep doing the things that we like instead of the things we didn't like about the day, then like that'll help everybody level up. So I think it was a super, super big learning curve for me. Year three was even the probably the biggest learning curve I had just for, you know, going face on with everything. And, um, it was awesome. Like I wouldn't 
change any variable about what happened this past summer because, you know, I had a great experience. I know all the guys I led with as well as the rookies had a great experience. And, you know, they leveled up. I leveled up. That's the goal every summer. Now, even if it's not financially, we leveled up in a lot of different areas. And um, financially, I had an, another good summer. So, um, dude, every year it just got better for me. And I like to be around people that want to get better. And if I can feel myself getting better, I just want to keep getting better, you know. And, and this is the right vehicle. You know, They the company supports that. Like, hey, if you want to grow and you want to be the best of the best, like, we'll fund it. We'll, we'll support it. And we want you to be the best of the best because we want to be the best of the best. And just being in the right field, like, you can you can see success before it happens here. So, like the company, I'm doing it for. Yeah, um, I think I think though this is my this is my perspective. Um, you're an outstandingly positive person, so yeah, you you look at the bright side, and that's what makes you special. That's what makes you you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll come from you know devil's advocate, right? I'll come from the other side of the shoulder here. And say, I think that I think that year three for you, looking back on what you kind of experienced this year, was your shit year. Yeah. Not not that you did, you know, performed in a, in a shitty way. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that your team did. I'm mm-hmm. saying that I think in any industry, it doesn't matter if you're in sales. It doesn't matter if you're in sales. If you're selling pest control or alarms or solar, it doesn't matter. I think everybody. And every good leader probably has to go through that year where you have more responsibility and and a lot of things go wrong. For sure. Right? Or, or, or go different than planned. Yeah. I think you have to have that. Have to. You have to have that year because, you know, year one for you, you're a rookie, you're selling, right? Mm-hmm. That's all you know. Yep. Year two, we're, we're out there together. Yeah. And you did a lot of great things as a leader, but it wasn't on your back. For sure. Right? Year three, it was it was on your back. Yeah. Right. And in a lot of ways, it was on your back. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, not not everything went according to plan. Of course, yeah. Not not everything was perfect. I think all things considered, you guys did really well. Um, and we were in a market that's really competitive and takes some getting used to. Mm-hmm. But I think every leader needs that year where at least at some point you get kicked in the mouth a little bit. Yeah. Right. Do you mm-hmm. feel like? Going into year four, do you feel more confident now as a result of that kind of experience? For sure. I mean, every year you come back, you like learn new things and you start to unravel new things and you're just trying to understand it. And uh, this year, like everything made sense, you know, like the things that happened, yeah, they happened and, you know, they hurt at the moment, but like, now you're like, that makes sense. Like, for example, pest routes, you know, that you didn't know how much it took to get someone to show up to an appointment. You just thought it was easy. You book an appointment, the guy shows up, you know, Uh, but there's so much behind that, you know, just to make the whole ship smooth for the guy to show up on time and with a smile. So just knowing that like area, um, Ryan, shout out Ryan for that one too, but he, he did area, but you know, signing area is big. You know, what if there's a, another company in the same area? You know, do you move? Do you fight through it? You know, like you learn different things like that. And that's what helped me develop as well as I'm sure everyone in there felt like they developed from learning those things. So I would I would honestly say like it, it was the biggest learning curve year. And, you know, like everything you said, I agreed with, you know, you have to have a year like that for everything to make fully like make a lot of sense. So Dude, I'm I'm super proud that this year, like, just made it through, you know, just finished it strong, and um, it was another summer. I mean, 
put it behind us. Let's grow. Let's do things we did last year bad and do better at it. And if you keep doing that, I think every year we get better. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I just have this feeling this year with Omega with our group that like it's just like our it's kind of our year. Yeah. It's like it's time to, and I, and I feel like a a higher standard. <clears throat> I feel a higher sense of I don't know, just a higher kind of higher standard culture right now growing with us. Like like me, like everyone else do, like one fifty k, two hundred k. You know, right now it's I, that doesn't feel good in my head right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're all gonna we're all gonna grow, and yeah. <clears throat> I'm really grateful for. The, the examples in our industry adaptive for sure at the grit you know at other companies too your your boy you brought over devin sure. from hawks right yeah like he did 550k last year mm-hmm. um like that's that's crazy that's huge yeah. and then there's guys doing a million and then zach seager does 1.5 yeah right like i'm just really grateful for all the examples we have for sure and and i feel like we're ready to to live up to that. I feel like we're ready to like really step up. I can agree with that. What are your goals this year? Uh, without saying too much, I'll just go right into it. Um, <laughs> goals to do around 250 K I'm shooting for more, um, but I'm dying for that. Um, personal, 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 um, around the outside of it to do 4 million. I'm in my network just to produce something that could do 4 million. Uh, it's going to take like 75 guys that work hard. Um, Obviously, that we have our uh, RPR of like a hundred k would would help those numbers as well. But you know, retention on reps and a lot of stuff that um, come in play. But the goal is to do four million and two hundred fifty k personal. So just to put in perspective, you're how old? Twenty one. Okay. So, and, and I knew that, but I'm just, you know, yeah. everyone wants to know. So Sabo's twenty one years old. <clears throat> this will be year four with Aptive. Yep. And not even really year four, summer four. Summer four. It's really like year three. <laughs> yeah. But summer four. Yeah. Okay. And like just just some perspective for anybody, and this isn't like a like a recruiting tactic or anything. I'm I'm just like trying to get people to like throw some respect on yeah. on this man and like what you can do in an industry like this. Summer four, really year three in an industry. Mm-hmm. Your goal is to go out there and produce with your line, like your business that you're responsible for. Four million dollars, yeah, in revenue, yep, for this company for Aptive, yeah, and that's 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 four million dollars in revenue the the company will receive as a result of Sebastian knocking and selling himself and being a great leader, and then also you know him and us kind of working together to put the programs in place to you know bring on new new guys, new kids, and have them kind of replicate the success and give them a really good experience, right? Mm-hmm. And you know. Earnings that could vary, like you could, with that same exact setup, depending on retention and everything like that, you could earn anywhere from, you know, two fifty probably to like four hundred. Like, there's a big, like, big gap and and you know the earnings that come from that, depending on how many direct recruits you have and what your retention is and you know whether you do a little bit more than two fifty k. But just to sit here and say as a twenty one year old that you're gonna go out there. And be responsible for four million dollars in revenue for a company, and and make two hundred and fifty k plus, like on a low end, like that's so cool. What does that feel like? I mean, it's 
it's more so like I don't I don't know how to like fully explain it, but my goal has never really been like to be like this million dollar guy, you know what I mean? Like to have a million dollars, you know, obviously that's something you look at as a kid. But like once you start diving into the field where you're making over six figures, you're more so like, how can I give the same opportunity that I had to someone else? And like, obviously hard work and, and the stuff you put in now to help produce people to have a, have success will um, obviously pay you dividends in the back end. But like, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like if I can just close the gap on, like like you said, 250 to 400 and have a, a goal and not negotiate a higher or lower, just have that goal and just close the gap, then I think that will help me be the best I can be for each individual out of those 75 guys because my goal is to have a good connection with all of them, you know, and that's going to be hard. That says a lot, you know, text message back and forth, you know, knowing what their favorite food is to go get them lunch or, you know, all of those different things. It's going to be a commitment, but I'm more than happy to commit and willing to commit, you know, to give them that same opportunity I had. So like, this is life changing for me. I want someone else to feel the life changing aspect that I did. And it wasn't just somebody telling me what to do. It was more so of like, Hey, this is what you do. And then I'll show you. And then you should go do it, you know, go mess up and then come back to me. Instead of like, you know, this is how you do it. No, just try again. Do it, do it again. You know, it's like go mess up and then come back, you know. And I think having that as a first year rep and having someone that committed, you know, will help everyone grow. So, yeah, I mean, it changes your life. Um, we've all got examples in this industry of people that kind of paved the way for us. For sure. Showed us the path. Um, and yeah, yeah, super cool that you're, you have, you already have been, but you're going to continue to be able to be that person for other people. Yep. Um, is that, so, I mean, kind of a similar, similar question, but is that like the main reason that you like doing this or like, you know, I know, I know you're young and you don't have to have it all figured out as to why you're doing something. And it is a great, you know, financial opportunity for you too. So I know that's part of it, but, um, what would you say is the biggest thing that kind of keeps you with active and doing this crazy door to door life? Good question. I probably explain it like three or four times a day. Um, I break the job into three things that keep me around. Um, first is the financial side. Obviously financials have to make sense for anybody's situation. If they don't make sense, it's not even a possibility. But financially, it makes sense. Even if I was making, you know, one-fourth of what I am making, I'd still be here um, because of the networking opportunity. You know, I get to be around people like you, get to be around people like Kyle Nielsen, Damon, you know, Donnie Mosier. You know, a lot of these guys that are so successful in life at a young age that if I'm just in that circle, then I know stuff will come back to me, you know. But if I was hanging around people that aren't that successful, you know, that's probably where I'm going to be. So, Networking is a really big one, and to only work four months, you know, you can't beat that. Now, when I say only work four months, we're only in the field for four months, but excuse me, okay. <laughs> uh, we're only in the field for four months, but the other eight months are your time. This is how you create your business. What do you have in plan to help your business grow? So it's more so of like, you know, obviously we're 1099s, but it's like, here's your platform. You have eight months to f make this big plan. Find your whys, find your goals, and to just execute it at the best of your ability to go perform for another four months. And it's all up to you. Like, if I didn't do anything for eight months, then I wouldn't have success in those four months. But um, it's just 
I don't know. I help a lot of people at our age are like super creative. So like there's ways to have a goal and reverse engineer like you teach us all the time. But to have those eight months, it's possible. You know, you, you think about the non-possible and then the possible. And then if you do that every day, you're just thinking about it every day. So those are the three things, you know, obviously financial uh, networking and being able to travel. Like so far, like with Aptiv, it's been my first time out of the country uh, to Costa Rica. I've been to Costa Rica, Ecuador, Dubai, going to South Africa in about six, seven days. Um, just super cool. I've never been out the country. My mom hasn't ever been out the country, you know, so like th there's a lot more goals behind that too. But, you know, it's just being able to do something like that and most of it's paid for, you know, like why not be able to, why not go travel if it's paid for? So I think that's awesome. Obviously been to a ton of states, but we're not counting states anymore. <laughs> yeah, no countries, yeah, continents. Yeah, there right. you go. This one be new for me. I've never been to Africa, so I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. too. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. I mean, that's what, yeah, that was that was big for me. My rookie year when our team leader trip, we were going to Thailand, and I was just like, what the hell, we're going to Thailand? Yeah. I was like, what does this even mean? Like, yeah. we're about to go to Thailand. And so, you know, I was pushing for that, that goal when I was a rookie because there was no way in hell I wasn't going to Thailand. I mean, that's... That's basically what it came down to. Mm -hmm. I had 11 and a half weeks. So I was like, I'm going to Thailand. Yeah. Like, there's nothing stopping me from doing that. What did it take to get there? What did what take? How, many, how much revenue did you do your first year? And in those 11 and a half weeks, like, what did it take to get there? Um, in revenue, when I was a rookie, my contract value average was, it was like five... 70. Mm -hmm. Um, so I mean, I, I don't have my phone, but if I did some quick math, it's, I, I think I've figured it out. I did like 305 services mm -hmm. times 570 ish. And don't, you know, don't check me on this. It's close. I think it was like 178 ish. Yeah. Okay. And revenue in 11 and a half weeks. And I think that broke down to 24 to 25 services a week. It was something around there, which is um, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it was five or six. It was five or six sales a day. Yeah. And then with with the sales to service ratio, it was it was twenty four or twenty five services a week. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I mean, I, I I loved my rookie year, bro. I I loved it. Yeah. I loved the job. I loved the competition. Yeah. And I went out there and freaking crushed. I had one dude, um, and crushed is relative because now we have rookies <laughs> stepping out there doing. 300 400k in revenue so you know i'm sitting here saying like i crush but i think i was maybe one of the better rookies at least in aptive that year i think when it was all said and done i was top 20 rookies mm -hmm. but that probably included i didn't realize at the time that included people that had sold solar before and were selling for five or six months i thought i was just going against all college kids like i was yeah but i think for while i was out there for 11 and a half weeks i probably had to be top five for those yeah. weeks at least. It's impressive too. Um but, you know. Yeah, nobody cares about that stuff anymore. But, you know, it <laughs> it's was old news. <laughs> it was yeah, it's old news. So, what was your biggest transition? You're graduating from Chapel Hill, you know, like you're you're thinking about what you want to do and this job just stumbles upon you. And you're like, I just got a four-year degree at Chapel Hill, like, you know, you, you bet on yourself for 11 weeks. What was that thought process like? What do you think about Aptiv when you first Dude, started? Dude, it was so simple. And I tell this to people when I'm like 
talking on first or second rounds and talking to kids that are in school, like, like, dude, it's not like, I, I heard about Aptiv at first from the guy who recruited me and I didn't believe it was real mm-hmm. at first. So when I first heard that you could make 40 or 50 K in a summer, I just brush it off. For sure. But once I like once I actually sat down and had a conversation with this man and he like showed me the company and the and the data, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is real. And once yeah. I believed it was real, I was it was instant. I didn't yeah. have to think about it twice. That's exactly how my scenario was. Like I was like, there's no way that, for example, Jadrian or, or Ryan at the time, that's who we were all going out with. I'm like, there's no way that he goes out there and makes X amount of money and I'm just back at school, you know, or whatever. And um I was like but there's also no way that you can make that much of money in a short amount of time. So I was like, I just want to hear more about it. And then when you broke down that like pest control has high margins and like, you know, the company's average is like crazy in profit off of one customer. I was like, man, that makes sense. You know, you're making $370 off a 10 minute conversation, you know, do that times 11. You had a 17 day, you know, so back to back days, like, the supper adds up perfectly. Like it goes super simple. Right? It's just, it's crazy. Like, yeah. And for me, dude, it was like, it was, it was, I had two job offers and then again, not like float my own, but like super easy. I just applied at the business school. I'm pretty sure they probably accepted everybody. Not a big deal. It was like yeah. $18 an hour entry level financial analyst position in Charlotte mm-hmm. for Wells Fargo or bank of America. Um, had those two options. And, like 18 an hour. I was making more than that serving tables yep. at top of the hill in Chapel Hill. So I've been doing that for three years and I was like, okay, I could go take a pay cut and wear a suit and tie every day in Charlotte and probably be somebody's little bitch boy, like not really doing anything super important. Maybe I learn how to use a spreadsheet or something mm-hmm. with what they're doing numbers wise and keeping track of investments. I don't know. I don't know what the hell they did. Mm-hmm. Or I could stay back in Chapel Hill, make more money serving tables. Or I could go do this thing that potentially could make twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? To me it wasn't really that hard of a decision. I also never really cared about, you know, getting into the to the corporate career path ladder. Like that just didn't appeal to me. Yeah. I did my first summer because I wanted to buy music equipment. That was the whole reason I started doing this. Yeah. Um the whole reason I said, I'm going to make 40 K I'm going to buy music equipment. I'm going to record an album. Yeah. That was my plan. <laughs> yeah. I, know I was going to do after for two years. Yeah. I thought I was going to be a one and done. Just go make, go make a bag, buy some stuff and make some music. That was my plan. Same with me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have a, didn't have a plan, but like as soon as it started to unfold, it made sense. Yeah, when you summer. go out year one and you, and you make good money, more money than you've seen before. Yeah. And to me, it was just like the culture too. It was just like the guys that I worked with. I was like, this is this is fun. I mean, yeah, it sucks sometimes, but like this is fun. Yeah, and I had a goal like all the way growing up through high school and uh, first year in college. Um, I had a goal to like see $10,000 in one spot. And then after doing this job and I seen it in one spot, like in my bank account, I'm just like, wow. Like, dude, I've seen, I, I did that. I said I was going to do it and I did it. And then I was just like, dude, I got to do that again. You know, and I found the way to make 10000 So I was like, dude, I just got to keep doing that. And then when I seen the 50,000, I'm just like, yo, I just got to keep doing that. So like, it just, it's just really crazy that like those stepping stones and you've done it once. So just do it again. Like for us, that made sense every summer, you know, it's hard to turn away from that and go work a 18 hour dollar, 18 hour uh, job, you know, 
Yeah. So, I mean, if you break it down, if you're making four hundred dollars off of one sale, working eight hours a day, that's like fifty dollars an hour off of one sale. It's easy, you know. Right. And with the contract easy. values now, I mean, eleven hundred plus ACV. Yeah, you it's know, crazy. You're getting thirty percent of that. That's that's over three hundred dollars, and thirty percent is if you get. 75k yeah right so if you're if you're busting 125 150 you're getting 35 37 whatever it is percent Mm -hmm. um i should know these off the top of my head but i'm forgetting right now but he just doesn't want to say accurate numbers for you guys (laughs) yeah yeah pay pay standard you can look it up um no but yeah it's a it was a no-brainer to me bro it was a no-brainer that's what i try to that's what i try to tell these kids yeah like in school i don't think i i'm like I mean, I'm so con- I like to keep it real when I'm talking to kids too. Like, I'll tell them about all the bad too. Like, hey, we're knocking on doors. It's hot. You're gonna have people yell at you. I tell people that a dog will bite them. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like get it all out there. Like, like the cops will be called. Yeah, a dog will bite you. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna yell at you every day. Yeah, it's gonna be hot. You're gonna have days where you think you're not gonna get a sale. You might not get a sale your first three days. <clears throat> what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. That was a big goal. You're you're gonna go zero for three your first three days. You're not gonna get a sale. What are you gonna do then, right? So, <clears throat> I mean, I just like to get it get it all out there. But at the same time, I'm so confident with all the bad that like there there ain't shit I know. you can do to touch this, especially for a college job. Yeah. Like, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. In college, that's gonna touch. At, you know, we average like 20K earnings for rookies. I know. It's I mean, crazy. And we, it's, it's an crazy. average. I know. In the company. Yeah. What else are you going to do? I know. It's what crazy. Scared? It's, I think people are just scared to work. Yeah. What was the math behind it? I think it was like $15 an hour, 40 hours a week for 12 weeks. It's like $7,400 something dollars. You know? Yeah. It's, it's in the range of 6 to 8K that you'll make if you yeah. make $15, $16 an hour, work 40 hours a week for 12 weeks over the summer. It's 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 slight. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, th- for the people that made this, like, their first summer, like, everybody that did that this summer knows that they didn't have the best summer. The people that made those numbers, and, like, think about it, the people that make those numbers working a re- regular job think they made a re- had a really good summer. Yeah. So think about the levels to it. Like, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, we have a guy over here making 8K in a summer and thinks he had a you know, not the best summer. Yeah, I mean, when, in all reality, if you made 8K, you shit the bed. And you know that. Yeah. You know that. It's like yeah. not to slight anybody, but yeah. like, you know, like it, it, we have guys coming back that made 8K this year and they're yeah. like, yeah, I I failed in a way. Like I'm going to do better. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But that's like the lowest of the low bars for yeah. us. Yeah. It's crazy. That's more than the people that are getting the really good job over the summer, making that. Yeah, really good know, job. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just just the way people think is crazy to me. There's what? definitely levels to this. Why, why is that? Why? Why Why is somebody, why, why do guys, because, you know, I talk to kids every day. I interview kids every day. I talk to college-age kids every single day. I have mm-hmm. a lead-generating service that funnels me an unlimited number of college kids I can talk to. Yeah. Talk to kids every single day that, you know, I'll get to know them on a couple calls too. So it's not just like talking to a stranger, but kids are so scared. It seems to me that mm-hmm. kids are just scared to try something different, first of all. Because, you know, Aptive, door-to-door, it's different. It's not what they were kind of expecting to do. 
But even if they see the numbers and believe it, so many kids are like scared to step out and do something like door to door and, and sales. Like, why is that? Why are kids so scared? I don't know. I just think there's there's this thought wrapped around a good amount of money and they don't know how it's possible at a young age. And then when it gets broken down to them, then that makes sense. But there's jobs out here that are paying like 500, 600K, you know, year two, year three or whatever. Like, now you're probably doing something really, really hard to do that. But like, you know, they just don't understand that I mean, there's I don't, so I don't many... know where you're getting a job like that. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Like just saying a big a big projection, you know, this is really good money as well. But like they don't under understand that that's possible. Like six figures, they look at it like that that doesn't like that's not gonna happen. Like I still have four years to, you know, make you know, get a real job and make six figures. So like they're like, hey, I can make six figures in the summer. That just doesn't make sense to them because they still have four more years to graduate. But it's like, hey, if you just break down math and you just work hard, like you can make six figures. Like it's crazy. Right now. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Another thing is confidence too. You know, not everybody has like a lot of confidence. You you don't need a lot of confidence in sales to be good at this. Like you just need to be competitive. You need to work hard and you need to show up every day ready to go. That's all that is. So I don't know. Hope that answered that question, but I'm sure we'll do a lot more diving into that as well. Yeah, no, it's just an interesting thing to explore to me. And if anybody's, yeah, if anybody's listening to this outside of door to door of the industry, I just, I beg you to like look into it. And, and, you know, even if you're like established in a career and you're like an older dude or lady, like you might not do it, but like, I really encourage everybody to look into it themselves or get their kids or like their coworkers, like get, get somebody involved in door to door. Like it's, it's such a good thing. And in, in my opinion, like it's such a good thing. It's such a good vehicle. You don't have to do it as a career. I think it's a great career. It can be, but you know, I always say, I joke about it. If I was president, I would make everybody knock doors for a summer. I would make them because mm-hmm. it would just, it would change your whole perspective. It changes your sure. perspective on life. Yeah, that's true. It does. I know one thing. I think that. Sorry. You good? <laughs> a lot of smoothie. <laughs> smoothie was good, by the way. Um, I think one thing that that people hear this and like when we say like, "Hey, you should you should do this and you should you know this is the the vehicle and this is this." Like, I don't think anyone should see as far as we do. Like speaking about that, I think they should at least take a meeting understand what it is and then say no you know if you if you're not that type of guy like try it like you should at least just try a meeting you know what i mean it doesn't hurt you it can only benefit you you're networking with the guy that's made a lot of money you know you're hearing what they do and it just adds to your bag even if you say no but let's say it made sense to somebody like that you know what i mean like those are the people that we have success stories left and right my story was the same way. I just heard it out. Now, if you want you hear this out, it's like, all right, does this make sense or does it not make sense? We're not going to push you towards that it makes sense. That's all on you. That's who comes out, you know? So I think the the biggest thing people think is that if they get into a meeting, they're signed up. You know, it's like, you're not signed up. Like, dude, you might not even qualify. Yeah, to we be might not want group. you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you might not even be somebody that we want on our team. But it's good to know the information and like understand it better, right. or you know, I don't. I just think that's a good way. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I also just think there's that. That's one part of the conversation. Another part of the conversation to me is like 
we respect like athletes, professional athletes. Sure. We respect doctors. Those that have to like go to school for a long time to do it. They do lawyers. Um, there's like, like certain classes in society that people look up to and really respect. Um, dude, door to door salesman. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you think I sound corny saying this. Door-to-door salesman should be one of those classes of people. Yeah. If you're a successful door-to-door rep, like, I don't care. I don't even have to know you. I don't have to meet you. You're a dog. Yeah. You're a dog. Exactly. You're a dog. Yeah. I don't care what you're selling. Solar, roofing, alarms, pests. If you're a successful door-to-door rep, and then on top of that, a successful leader, so you have, like, a big, you know, a big downline that does well, and they respect you. And I'm like, that dude's a dog. I don't yeah. have to meet him to know that that guy's a dog. For sure. Right? And so like, and you know, not just, not like a bias standpoint, because this, this is what I do. Like, I don't care. I could be doing a lot of different things. I think I could be successful in anything. I'm not trying to sound conceited, but like I like door-to-door because I think it gives you a chance to really like exercise your human potential. I think Joe Rogan says that about like martial arts. Yeah. Like it's a chance to like, exercise your human potential that's how i feel about door to door over the summer we're just like we're just going balls to the wall like there's no there's no holds barred like we mm-hmm. just go and just, just express ourselves and just grind yeah right sure. yeah. and like the guys that do that at the highest level i just have so much respect yeah and like i like i'm okay but like there's guys that do it way better than me there's guys that do it way better than both of us and like it's just to me, it's like I look to those guys like celebrities. Yeah. Like the guys that do a million in rev, I'm like, dude, I respect you more than most NBA players that I look up to. Like you're you're a dog. For sure. If you're doing one million in personal, you got like a ten million dollar downline. Beast. Yeah. It's insane. Just a beast. A lot of people just don't understand the door to door. They just don't understand it. If they knew what it was and just followed along with it, like They're like, wow, this makes sense. They just think that like it's that guy that came to their door that their parents didn't like shut down or hid from. And you know, to be fair, there's a lot of really shitty door to door reps. True. There's a lot of guys that probably do give door to door a bad name walking (laughs) around. I mean, just think about it. Like you're going to knock on a door, within ten minutes you get them to say yes to what you are providing them. And then you're making pest control at least. Pest control, of course. But um, you go to the door, you sell them. In 10, 15 minutes, you get every all the information you need, and they're getting a good service. We're getting paid for doing a good service. And then you just go to the next door. Go sign them up. It takes 10, 15 minutes. You know, they're getting a good service. We're getting paid. And just keep doing it, you know? During those times, people are going to slam the door. You're going to have those people that think, like, Oh, it's a door-to-door guy, like hide or whatever, or no, no soliciting. You know, you're gonna have those, but like I said, you get told no 45 times, you get five sales in a day. Like we just made more than most people that are in that house that just shied away from us. So it's like, you know, you look at it positively, but then it's like people don't understand that breakdown. They just see a guy at their door. They just know he's selling something. And if you if you suck at it, like, dude, I feel embarrassed for you. You know what I mean? Just like go to the door, hey, blah, 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 blah. It just fumble in the bag. Like, that's why when I come to the door, I'm having a good conversation. It's not that good at it. <laughs> you know? If you suck, you're yeah, you're not gonna make money. That's for sure. It's but right. sucking is is like is so general. It's like if you suck at door to door, that just means like you're not being confident. Like yeah, you're just 
you're just like not being yourself or you didn't practice the script or, you know, a different, different combinations of things. For sure. I don't know. It's funny to me. I don't even think about, I don't know about you, but like, I don't even, I don't think about this much, but it's kind of funny to think about now when I'm, when I'm thinking about myself at the door, like I don't even, I rarely, if ever think about like what inside of the house's perspective of me is. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, there's so many houses that they're probably just staring and they're like, who the hell is this dude? Like, yeah. You know, that's why we even try to look good at the door and like everything like that. Try to look, you know, approachable, presentable. Mm-hmm. But I like never think about that. Yeah, but it's funny you... how many people a day probably are just staring and they're just like, what is this guy? Because you have a goal. You have a reason you're out there. You're like, you're not even worried. If they tell you no, dude, like you're still getting paid for them telling you no. That's what I think like... is so funny about this job is like we, we don't like, we're so focused. Like we don't even care. Like yeah. I literally, I think... I think this past summer I thought about what other people's perspective of me riding around on a Segway and banging on their door. I thought about what other people saw me as Mm -hmm. zero times. Yeah. Of course it was my fifth summer, but like I I thought about it none. Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. Like we're like, we're like, and I'm not the only one like door to door, like a bunch of door to door guys can relate. Like we're just out there grinding. Yeah. We're the mailman's. A mailman just literally <laughs> drops all his packages off in the same circle, doesn't care, plays his music. You know, we do the same thing. And if someone says yes along the way, it's a let's go. And they just keep it moving. You have a route to finish. And that's just what it is. It's it's nothing more to it. You know, you're out there for eight hours, you know, do your route, get some yeses along the way. Just keep going. Does it help you? It really helps me. Does it help you and in- we would have meetings, for example, and talk about like active service, mm-hmm. talk about the service upgrades we've had recently, mm-hmm. talk about like how invested our corporate team is and like having a really good customer experience and how Vess, our CEO, wants Aptive to be like the Chick-fil-A or the Ritz-Carlton of pest control. I don't know about you, but whenever like I really focus on that, I'm like jazzed up to go sell it because I'm just mm-hmm. like, you yeah, know, that's what sales should be in my opinion. It should mm-hmm. be like I have a good service. Yes, I'm trying to make money. Yes, I have goals, of course, right? We all need yeah. an income. But when I'm thinking about how I have the best service and you probably already have a pest control service and I'm going to give you a better one, or if you don't, I'm going to make your life easier and give you a great service. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of frame, mental frame for me is, you know, obviously what kind of leads to the best outcomes. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of like, do you like those mornings? Does that like ever like click with you a ton or is it yeah. a different kind of thing that clicks with you? I, I like the way that you, you looked at that. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't look at it like that. So to hear your perspective obviously makes me think a little <laughs> bit and say like, Hey, maybe I should pay attention more on those days. Right. Um, but I'm more so of like, if I hear something that day that I can focus on and I can just do that for the full day and just focus on that and take it one task instead of thinking about a whole bunch I usually have my best days doing that. Like, and if it's something like, dude, I'm not smiling enough, just like throw big smiles out there and go have some fun, you know, like, or, you know, when you, you used to play sports and then like, man, you break a leg, you know what I mean? Just go do something and then, you know, just have a good time. So like, I'm just focused on one thing. Like maybe I need to nod my head a little bit more and just have a good time. You know, maybe I need to throw an air pod in, just keep it moving and just focus on my circle. You know, maybe it's just like something I need to focus on so I can, be better that day is when I usually do my best. One thing at a time. I think that's big. Um, and the, the OG Brigham, Brigham Lindsay says yeah. they're on your country accent. Yeah, exactly. For a door. And 
start laughing a little bit. Yep. Sometimes you got to do that. Um, yeah, that, that really helps. And I think what other, I think what leaders realize too, and what you've felt definitely is you focus on helping people and then you focus on your guys, you focus on your team, mm -hmm. right? If you ever don't feel like selling, you just don't have an option. Yep. You know, it's like, I, I do this because, you know, I want to push my, my team and push yeah. my people. <laughs> what do I look like? I mean, just think about it. If my guy's committing to me to have a good summer and giving him, giving all his hard work to me, me not to show up is almost like, why did I start this job in the first place? You know, so it's like this guy is working hard. He's super committed to have a good summer. I'm going to be just as committed, if not more committed than this guy is to make sure his summer's good. And if it takes some reflect self-reflection on my part to do better, then yeah, I'll obviously do that. But if I feel like this guy's getting better every day and I can see the progress, then that means I'm doing something right. You know, so seeing this guy's progress to the end of the summer, like we had some guys this past summer that you can just see them progress as men. And it's not like it doesn't even matter about the financial side. Like you can see this man hold a good conversation, look someone in their eyes, smile, head nod, whatever it is, and have a conversation with the guy. Like, that's what you want to see. You know that guy that walks to the next room is going to make an impact on that room just because of how much he developed and the old rooms he was in. You know, he goes back to school, comes back, that really good posture, good smiles, good head nods, dressed sharp, you know. Like, they're going to look at him like, dang, what would you just do? Like, talk, his, pick his brain. But, like, those are things that I want to help people learn. They're like – when you come back, you can't be in that same room. Like, you're doing smiles, head nods. Like, you're, if you're not around that, you're not going to be that, you know? So that's back to the beginning of the podcast where I'm like, hey, my network is, you know, obviously people want to be like. And you put yourself in rooms like that, you'll have a ton of success in whatever you do. So. It's true. It's true. Um, one, one, one thing I do want to ask you is you've uh, – You've got Scotty, who's yeah. a blessing, and he's awesome to work with. For and sure. You guys are have grown a lot and will continue to grow. Um, but you know, you you've also just you're growing in general outside of Scotty and like, you know, you really have stepped into your own as a leader. Um, what are some things that you've learned? You know, maybe besides what we've already talked about, what are some things you've learned as a as a leader, how to develop as a leader, how to keep people around and motivated and how have you like built this business and organization over the past couple of years what are some things that you know you've learned and focused on yeah it's not it's not the generic answer you're gonna want you know lead by example uh you know just do this and that is gonna work you know it's more so of like how can i how can i be the best for somebody right even if it's not my guy how can i impact them the most like for example you bring up scotty like how can i best impact scotty how can i help him do his best is it holding him accountable in the morning is it holding him accountable at night or is it like not even really giving him advice to do and follow like as a leader should it's more just like hey maybe try this and see how it goes you know just giving him other options and like throwing it in there it's like every person i feel like i can impact them in a different way and not everybody's the same like when I go and do a morning meeting and I'm telling 23 guys one topic, if I can't, I don't have the time to break it down with all 23, like 25 or whatever it is, um, individually and how it's going to help them. But like when you really get that one-on-one -on -one time, you have to know where you can fit in. And like just knowing that and like just being a people's person, like 
don't try to be somebody's leader. Like, don't give someone orders. Obviously, they need structure. You know, you're going to give them structure. Hey, this is the plan for the week. You know, execute this plan. But, like, you know, if, if someone's having a rough day and you go say, hey, just do this. Like, that's not going to work. Like, hey, man, keep going. You got this. Like, your dog just just finish strong. You know, that's the person they need instead of, like, hey, just do this and you got it. You know, so... I feel like just being there for every single person and like anybody I talk to, you know, so being that will help, will help anyone succeed. Yeah. I think, I think that's huge. Like I'm someone that can think about like numbers and, 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 and revenue and like our goals a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always important to remember that, you know, the only way to get to that revenue, the only way to reach those goals is we're working with human beings, right? And, and I can fall in the trap. I think that's like a weakness of mine is like, I can focus on the pragmatic, like do this, 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 and I'm going to hold you accountable to those things. But you're right. Sometimes (laughs) you're just texting your guy and being like, dude, how's your week going? Let's get dinner. Like getting dinner with a rep mm-hmm. could be the most impactful thing that yeah. you do for them all year. Mm-hmm. But if you have a great dinner and you just connect and like that rep is just like, wow, like yeah. we just connected. I feel close to this guy. Like I, I respect him. And another, another thing that I think about when that gets brought up is like, you really truly never know what somebody's going through. You yeah. never know. Like stuff's on the opposite side. And what if one day they say, Hey, I don't want to do that. You know? How are you going to know that? You know, if they're not like no one wants to tell their leader like, hey, I don't want to do that. You know, they just rather not do it and not tell the leader, you know, like you don't want to fall in that trap either because you want to be there for them. Like if you truly are invested and you truly care about somebody, then like you want to be there in every aspect. Like I'm not a big guy on like talking numbers and and preaching it to everybody. And like because the numbers they at the end of the day, they don't really matter. Like I could tell you what I made my first summer. Would you care? No. Would that person hear it and care? Probably for two seconds, but it's not about that stuff. Like those things follow you, you know? So like if you can get a good ground game with everybody around you and just be the best for them, that's who people want to be around. So I don't know. I just, I just want to be the best I can for every single body that is in my network. And it's going to take more learning from me to find out what those areas are. And that's kind of the the biggest learning curve that I would say year after year has been for me, um, stepping into a leadership role. Yeah, leadership's uh, it's a it's a journey, huh? Yeah, it's definitely a journey. It's not about the the first three weeks. It's yeah. not about the first month. It's like, what can I do for this guy's life? You know. And you were that for me. You know what I mean? You, Jack, Damon, like you guys are all the, that for me. And like. When I say I want to give the same opportunity to someone else, if if I wasn't as committed as you were your first summer, as committed as Jack was my first summer, like, I mean, dude, they wouldn't have the same opportunity. And you guys held a really high bar for us, and we're just following you guys' footsteps. And it's easier like that, you know? It's like, hey, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. I can just add my my little flavor on there, you know? So, I mean. Yeah, I've said it. I've said it, and <laughs> me and Damon talked about it, and then I talked about it with Joey. Um, but I'll repeat what Damon said because Damon is a very successful man, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he said this. He said he's not very creative. He doesn't really think of a lot of new things himself. Mm-hmm. But he's really good at not reinventing the wheel, but you know, learning what the wheel is that somebody else invented and spinning it faster than them. Right. I like that. So that's what that's what Damon said his superpower is. He said he's good at finding the wheel or learning what the wheel is and being humble and taking somebody's wheel, not reinventing it, but then spinning it faster than they do. And I think that's that's super cool. Right. Yeah. Because you don't and, need to reinvent the wheel. And Damon probably said it was like super confident. Right. Yeah. He just said it super confident because that's who he is. And like people would never know that if they weren't around him and he would just explain that to you. You know, I'm sure that pushed you a little bit. It pushes me a little bit just hearing that now, you know? So, like, those are the people you want to be around. Like, your network is your network. Like, you know, just just be around these people and hear stuff like that. Like, if you're around people that aren't doing that, you're never going to hear a, a golden nugget like that. So that's one thing I like as well. You know, I have big goals. And some goals I don't know what I want, but I want something. You know, and, like, they just help. You guys help break it down to me. And I'm just like... Oh, that makes sense. Let's do it. So speaking of, um, one of the last things I wanted to talk about with you is, okay, so you're going on year four yep. on the doors. You're 21. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, what are some things It could be like in a, in a year, it could be within six months. It could be right after the summer. It could be in five years. It could be in 10 years. Mm-hmm. You said that not everything that you want is clear, which of course I don't think it is for anyone. Yeah. So I agree with you, but what are some things that are clear? What What are some things that you want? I'm curious. For sure. Um, now my cards I've been dealt are a little bit different, but I'm not going to put anything behind that. But my next goal is to have a hundred thousand sitting in one's place. So uh, being able to look at that, you know, obviously I can use that towards any investment I want to, but I'm super close to that. And like, that's in, within the six months, you know, um, that's my goal. To and see a hundred grand yeah, sitting in an in, account in one spot. Right. That's that's my goal. And after I, I do that, obviously the Look, next and, goal and is hey, you saying that's within six months, and you're yeah. kind of downplaying that. But I don't. Very small percentage of twenty one year olds are are in in the in, in the country in the world are seeing a hundred grand in a place. Yeah, like minuscule mm-hmm. amount of twenty one year olds are doing that. Mm-hmm. Most of them are probably in door to door. Yeah. Or they started their own company. Mm-hmm. Those are really the only two options I can see. Yeah. You're either an entrepreneur who makes a lot of revenue for your a self-generated company, or you're doing some sort of online marketing, or you sold a company that you started, or you're in door-to-door or in sales. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other thing that you're doing that's given you a hundred grand in one place. Yeah. And I mean, just thinking about it, like you can go buy a $300,000 house and put 15, 20 K down and you know, you have that $300,000 $300, house, you know, but if you look at like the 100000 you're like, hey, that's in front of me. Like I could use that and do anything with it. And that's kind of the way I've been doing it, like thinking about it, because obviously I want to get in different fields like real estate, you know, maybe Airbnb arbitrage, tarot, you know, a whole bunch of different things that people have been successful at. And I want to follow their footsteps. But um you know, I also want to see something right in front of me, you know, because if, hey, let's say everything stopped tomorrow, where am I at? I can look at something and I can say, hey, that's me, you know, I can look at a house and say, yeah, that's me. But what if I, you know, couldn't work or something like that? You never know what happened to you. That's gone. The bank's going to take that right back or, you know, the, 
you know, someone else is always going to have their say in something when you're fully invested in like, like a house or car or, or whatever it is. So, um, now don't get me wrong. I want a house and I want a, you know, a, a nice car and like all that stuff too. I'm not saying it's like wrong to do so or hating on anybody that does it. I just know that having that capital at this time, um, means a lot, especially at, you know, 21 years old, like th that's, that's first. And then it's like, Hey, where can I divvy this up to? And that's kind of how I've been looking at it. I mean, obviously I've had ideas and I, I'm the first person to want to rush something and just send it. And, you know, obviously I, I've learned a lot of different things backwards by doing that, such as like made an offer on a house with no pre-approval or, you know, going to the dealership before I had a loan for the car I wanted. And, you know, all the stuff I have to learn backwards just because some of the guidance I have around me isn't like direct guidance. So um, I'm still learning as much as I can about all that stuff as well. So, yeah, my doing great so you want 100k anything like longer term that you know that you want it doesn't sure. have to be super specific and you might not have anything super clear but anything beyond the 100 grand yeah man um so a big thing with me is more so of i want to i just want a, a stable foundation that i can call a family home one day and that just be the home right so for my scenario i haven't had a home to call home like the grounds like you know, without it moving or, you know, just something that can just sit right there. That's home for the generations I produce. All right. So I want to build that and, and create that foundation for things to come. Um, you know, obviously want to invest, um, help my mom out. Like those are all part of the plan too. Um, eventually one day retire my mom or, you know, not even retire, just put her on like some sort of salary, um, through the LLC or something. But, um, those are all things you think about. Now, I am 21. Those things change constantly. Um, so that's what I mean when I'm not, like, too clear on it. Because, I mean, honestly, if, you're, if your goals are changing, that means you're passionate. You know, like, hey, one day I might want 15 houses. The next day I might want one solid house and 15 cars. Or, you know, like, if they're, if they're not changing like that until you really find your goals, then, like, I don't know. I think that you're not passionate enough or unless if you're just focused on one thing i guess that could be could be a good thing as well yeah i mean if you're i think i see what you're saying though if you're like a young hustler then you're like learning new things and that might change your goals and change your thoughts around things i i hear you um okay that's just that's just my two cents. Like obviously if you guys hear David, Robbie, anybody else they'll tell you different at the stage you're at, but you know, I'm a young one just Hey, trying. this is where we're at, dude. You're twenty one. Yeah, we're exactly. just we're just talking. We're not this isn't like an edited conversation. We're just sitting here talking about And look at back at this is gonna be crazy. <laughs> um well that's that's a decision I made about this podcast. As as little or as many people ever listen to it, I don't, I don't really care. Um, but it won't be edited. Yep. That's, that's the one thing. It's just going to be, there's going to be a conversation. It's raw. Raw. Okay, that's it. Um, yeah, to, to end off though, um, I want to, I want to hear like, what's, what's one or two things about yourself or your work day or um, really, really like your habits yourself or your work day or like what you do on a day-to-day -day basis that 
like you want to improve over the next couple months leading into sales summer 2024 what are what are one or two goals like personal goals about your habits or yourself that you could improve that you're looking to before 2024 that'll help yeah um just the cold switch of knowing like hey this is this is business and this is my personal um and not mixing the both you know as much as I, I have and I know that if I'm fully committed to my personal and fully committed to the business then I'll be the best in both but committing both I feel like something's something's getting shorted now I now I don't really feel like that I just know that that something's probably getting shorted but could could not be but I'm just saying the separation between two and um maximizing both and so so personal life like personal your, life, like yep. your family girlfriend yep friends things like that yeah and then business so yep. meetings and growing the team and text and all that stuff you want mm-hmm. to kind of bifurcate them more and yeah. when you're when you're with your life and self girlfriend mom whatever you're with them i don't have to be stressing about um missing something or Hey, I didn't reach out to this or this and this. I know it's a constant grind at a young age, so you're going to have to do those things either way. Well, what, what could you do? I mean, do you feel stressed about that sometimes? Is that why you're saying that? No, no. Okay. I mean, obviously you get thrown a curveball every once in a while, and those are things that bring that. But I just feel like, you know, obviously I'm super organized. Like I have my meetings scheduled out. I do it every Sunday. Um, but I think more time for white space and knowing that it's white space instead of like um and not like me just making white space from nothing like knowing like hey from this time to this time like that's white space and like from this time to this time i'm committed to this okay um so just finding a a fine mix between the two being a little more intentional about free time or time that you can spend with family friends things like that exactly okay um well, dude, I'm pumped for you. Yeah. I know 2024 is around the corner. Yep. I know it's going to be a big year. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to have you back on <laughs> when you absolutely crush your goals. And I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to, to help and kind of see where that goes, dude. I mean, um, at your age, what you're trying to accomplish is big. And we're just going to we're going to keep grinding and, and work towards it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, I couldn't do any of this without the support group I have. So, you know, big shout out to everybody that's been an impact or, you know, mom, girlfriend, like anybody who's in my circle, direct network that talks to me and pushes me to keep going, be better. Like, I'm super thankful for those guys and gals. So, um, you know, if I didn't have that around, I don't think I could be where I'm at. Um, But I do have that around and I'm acknowledging that like, hey, you guys mean a lot and I'm fully committed so um thank you to everybody that you know helped out in that way as well yeah dude pump for you all right i'm sure we both got things to do so yeah <laughs> that's <hard> to do. <laughs> <laughs>